and it's a real pleasure for me as a longtime fan to be sitting here with Aaron Gray. Here with Larry Hama. We're talking with Kevin J. Anderson, best-selling author. Mr. Neil Adams. I am here with David Fritz. Axel Alonso. Editor Shadow Stevens. And Devil's Comic-Con with uh, John Delancey. With Tom King. Kevin Conroy. Free comic book day. Denise Crosby. Pop-Con Pop Expo. Here on location at Star Wars Celebration. We're Expo talking for our second time with Gil Gerard. Wichita, Kansas at Time Eddie. David Gerald. Yeah, I've got Eric Flint. are here at Smallville Comic-Con. Wizard World St. Louis. LegCon in Bentonville, Arkansas. Michael Lombardi. We're talking with uh, Alan Dean. Quincy Allen. Suzanne Landon. of Starlog Magazine. Mr. Kerry Oakley. Chris Sami. Lamley. Dave Swartz. Mano Incarami. Aaron. This is Sci-Fi for Me. Your portal to the science fiction multiverse. The Immortal Mass, a 1970s superhero crime noir adventure that follows a retired soldier who is given a covenant interview with a death row inmate. What he learns from the interview thrusts him into Atlanta's shadowy underworld. He will have to utilize his military training to survive from being hunted for the information that could topple the most powerful ruling class in the city. This is not a pre-order or a crowdfunding campaign. Get your books now at Denali's.com. War. War never changes. When atomic fire consumes Earth, those who survive We are live, finally, uh, on the show tonight. We had some technical difficulties because, you know, computers are computers, and uh, every once in a while... What we've got here is failure to communicate. And uh, we, we have surpassed that. We have surpassed that, and we are live. We are live with the uh, wonderful and talented Ms. Paula Ritchie. What a horrible woman she is. Oh, where did you come up with that? That is so wrong. <laughs> no. no, she's a nice person. You were thinking about somebody else, I'm sure. <laughs> Paula, how are you doing tonight now that you're uh, up and running? Um, better than I've been. And good, good. I'm even a... better tomorrow, I hope. You know, if we can it's keep just that another pebble on the mountain yeah, that I am yeah. climbing. Yeah, find those pebbles, throw them in an open oyster, and wait for the pearl to form, you know? Yeah, there's got to be a diamond in here somewhere. Yeah, I know that joke too. Uh, so we we got an active chat tonight. Uh, Mike Walters is out here. Stopped in to like and say hi. Appreciate that. Uh, CH eighty three has popped in also to say hi. Pops Van Sant popping in to say hey yo. Captain Finity's raising his mug. I've got my own glass bottle here that uh, is making me better by the sip. So it's all set for a good evening. Um, so last time we talked. We we're talking about penance, and and that was a while back. And this time we talk, we're talking about penance. Did Again, I, did I sleep? I mean, did did is I, is it not been as long, or or what what's what happened? It's been a while, but I kind of feel like, um, yeah, the last couple years did not happen. We need a reset. We Do just over. need to go back and forget 
that everything from 2020 on ever happened. Hey, you know, if they can make us roll our clocks back an hour and pretend that that's normal and doesn't defy the laws of time and physics, we can roll the calendar back a few years and say, you know what? This is actually 2020. We're starting over. Y'all get it. Yeah, I want a do-over, man. Oh, yeah. wow. But so, yeah, so today, uh, my headset suddenly, dis- or my computer suddenly decided my headset did not work, that there was no microphone anywhere. And it said, restart your browser. So I did that and it did nothing. Oh. And then I don't even know what I did, but now it exists again. It's amazing. Well, the mic is the mic is up. The camera is not. But, right. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, the camera fell back in there in the desk somewhere. So what had happened just a couple weeks ago that I thought I had escaped pretty lightly is my uninterruptible power supply just did the screech of death and would not stop. And I went a little bit frantic trying to get it to stop. Yeah, because, you know, those things, once you've got them hooked up, they tend to be in the most inaccessible place because yeah. you don't need yeah. to access them. Yeah, I have a file cabinet and a printer on top of the file cabinet, and it's in front of the UPS. So, And also, I have this big cabinet desk, you know, the kind of thing that looks like you ought to hide a TV in it. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that thing was screaming, and I managed to, you know, rip it out of the wall, which, you know, Hulk moment for me. It usually doesn't stop the screaming. Yeah, it, it still screamed for a couple seconds yeah. after that. I was <laughs> impressed. And I threw it in the garage and <laughs> threw a little bit at it. And uh, then finally I got my son to help me because he's now taller than I am. And his his reach is actually about four inches further than I can reach. So oh. he was able to plug in the new one. And I got everything set up again, and I'm like, oh, wow, my computer remembers my printer. I completely forgot to ask the computer to remember my headset. Oh. It's like, so, would, you, you would think it would remember just from the virtue of turning it off at night, uh, unless you don't do that. Um, well, you know, I do. I got to do my backups and stuff, but, you know, some days I do kind of leave it leave it running because I'm in the middle of stuff and I'm afraid that this thing will forget. Well, you, it is, they keep it is changing like the kind of old for a computer. Yeah. They keep changing the rules too. It used to be, you know, don't turn your computer off if you can at all help it because 90% of all system failures are, you know, when you turn it on or turn it off. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that with my newest computer um, and it died. And they said, did you leave this thing on? I'm like, well, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. No, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, that was back when you had hard drives that spun up. You're on solid state now. Turn yeah. this off. Hey, I've saved all my documents. I've got I've got this uh, separate solid state hard drive, and I've got Dropbox and my documents and everything. That gets saved. My equipment, however. Eh. Yeah, not so sure. much. It'll be oh, fun. but so so how 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 much of your time is spent writing? How much is time spent living? Um, let's see. Living, because living got terribly complicated. Um, so, um, during the whole pandemic thing that happened, um, I thought we were doing pretty well because I homes I homeschool my kids. Yeah, we just kind of kept the same schedule. Um, the rest of the world did not. And, um, well, the rest of the world lost its mind. Oh, yes. And especially distribution channels for anything and everything. And also more strain being put on any kind of distribution channel because everybody was getting their stuff shipped to their house. And uh, so at the time, I had just published Penance with Silver Empire Press, and it's part of the Heroes Unleashed universe, which I'm still very excited about. And I would love to see the authors of those series in that universe uh, continue to re-release their books as well. Um, but they say re-release something obviously. Yeah, happened. yeah, we had a good thing started with Silver Empire, but um, 
there were difficulties. You'll you'll have to talk to uh, Russell and Morgan Newquist about exactly what happened with Silver Empire, but um, suddenly the publisher went under. They held it together as long as they could, and then at the end, they called us together and said that we could all have the rights to our covers and to our books, even the final edited files and everything. They were going to do everything they could for us, but they could not continue to be a publisher and still, you know, run the rest of their lives and, and everything. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a difficult time for small presses all around, I guess. And I, I did not expect to get choked up already. Um, So I was kind of stunned and I thought, well, I hate, I hate just simply re-releasing it, but it, but at first that's what I did. I just took the whole, everything that they'd given me and I just re-released it on Amazon under my own name. And I couldn't get my reviews to transfer over. I fussed oh. them about that. And I had 24 awesome reviews and could not get them to transfer over. And there did was a weird the, thing. Um, hmm? Did you keep the ISBN? Um, no. Okay. I didn't want to. I mean, ISBNs aren't really transferable. So it's either. Let's see. I think yeah, that the ISBN the was, it, was registered house. to uh, Silver Empire, and they did say that they didn't care if we reuse the ISBNs, but technically you're kind of not supposed to. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a different book anyway, so it has to have a different ISBN. But Yeah, so I, I bought a block of ISBNs, and uh, I decided, you know, it was always my plan in the future to be my own publisher because I have a lot of stories and not all of them are going to be in the Heroes Unleashed universe anyway. And uh, I, w- I also wanted to make my comics into novels and my novels into comics and just spread out each of my stories into as many different media as I can. Um, and that just sort of got moved up the timeline. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's an environment now where that's it's not it's not easy to do, but it's a lot easier to do than it was 20 years ago. I mean, um, yes, I, I'm finding out that it is possible. It's just, you know, you don't know until you've tried to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what all those steps and all the, all the little pitfalls and stuff are. Yeah. Yeah. We, we uh, you know. We'd be lost without Ingram Spark as our uh, printer for everything we publish. But it's once you're formatted, it's just like, hey, make books, and uh, they show up. Yeah. Um, hardbacks take a while to show up, I discovered. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so. Uh, Especially in yeah. small batches. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it took so long for my hardback proof to arrive that I just gave up on it and ordered the case. I made my corrections based on the paperback one. And it's still not enough corrections. I'm going to have to redo it again. Oh, you had a slipcase? Um, let's see. There was a formatting box that I had checked. But then it got unchecked. And I did not check that it had gotten checked again. And Ooh. that's on me. Yeah. I I printed a whole um, mess of books. I had submitted the PDF. I said it was a said it was a I said it was a six by nine. It was a six by nine. And I said it was a five by eight. Ooh. So so all the text Ouch. was running off the sides and off the top. And it didn't look that way in the PDF proof I got sent. Oh it sure looked that way on paper. <laughs> and, oh and, man. They, they saw it the same time I saw it, which was like, you know, 20 books into the run after mm. people had like ordered it. Yep, we're going to throw those out. Yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling. I have had I have had a time with the covers, too. It's uh, finicky and they are never going to be centered, are they? <laughs> no, no, they're <laughs> not um, that they, they send you that. Well, here's the thing about the cover. You can't design the cover 
until the book is done because you, you well i mean you can just if it's a paperback you can design a front cover period because you know that's going to be five by eight six by nine mm -hmm. uh, a little bit larger if it's going to be printed on the hardcover but you don't have um you don't have a spine so you don't know the full length of your wraparound until you have yeah. a page count yeah so when you're doing your cover design you just might as well go really huge with it exactly. and include lots of space that it's okay oh yeah pdf proofs are not really proofs i got yep. so yeah. mad when i when i looked at that order form and um for the second batch after i ordered my proof of the paperback i then ordered the box of paperbacks and they're printed in different places yes they are <laughs> right. and they okay. look a little different in each place and you um, want to have real fun do that with graphic novels oh man and you've approved the color saturation from one place and they print it in another place and it looks different oh boy i'm going to be doing that too yes but not I'm, today i have friends who have been through this already uh multiple <laughs> times and they've finally come had their come to jesus meeting with uh, ingram spark and said what settings do i have to tell you to do this so it looks the same everywhere <laughs> yeah well i was just really with the with the paperback proof i was actually kind of grateful that it was printed elsewhere because uh they must have a dull blade cutting the covers in oh. the paperback division wherever the uh proof one was printed are you using amazon's um sorry no which, i'm which using ingram are? spark ingram spark okay yeah i know these people <laughs> yeah so, so far so good with them now we we did do um I mean, a hard it's not cover bad. Of our anthology. Yeah, they're not. They're not bad. Yeah. And but, you can you know, work with them if you raise a stink. Um, yeah. Um, you have to so get their attention. They tried to, they tried to pull off something. Um, I had put in a support ticket asking um, about, you know, if they were ever going to print that proof copy of the hardback. And yeah. then suddenly, before I got a response, the order went through and they were going to oh, ship it. It's a miracle. Amazing. Yeah. So then I got the response to the support ticket saying, oh, it looks like it's been resolved. Yes. And, <laughs> amazing. And so I sent them a response saying that, look, I used to work in distribution for my parents' business, but they don't need to know that. But yes, I know how these things operate. And then they got me the rest of my hardbacks in no time. Yeah, they sent me a box of hardbacks for uh, the one we crowdfunded. We crowdfunded a hardcover limited edition version of the last book. Right. And um, I opened up the case, and there were two beautiful-looking books on the top there, uh, gorgeous slipcover on them. Pulled those two off to get to the rest of them. Not a slipcover on a single book all the way down to the bottom of the box. Oh, um, fun. Just gray, plain, hardcover box, uh, you know, cardboard, and like, Okay. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, got their attention uh, publicly and uh, they, they called me. They, <laughs> you know, they don't really call you on your phone, but these guys did. And uh, they're like, what do we do? I'm like, why don't you just print me a bunch of um, uh, slip covers and I'll fold them myself and put them on. Yeah. Um, that'll be fine. But I said, but send me extra because this isn't my job and I will do it wrong the first 20 times. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Might make nice and I actually posters. looked up how to fold them because it's like, you know, you don't want to crease them in ahead of time. You want to kind of slide them on there, wrap it around loose, fold it in place, wrap the other one around loose, and kind of close the book down. Don't give it a hard crease around the edges of the book. Uh, give it that rounded crease. Gently, <sighs> gently. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. And then I had all the extra ones that I laid out at a convention, just threw them on the freebie table, and they were gone. Nice. It was a nice wraparound cover, and it's an advertisement now. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, that'd be a great freebie. For, um, I was going to say sign them, but if you don't do the cover art, it's kind of weird. Yeah, if you're the editor, it's not really the same thing. <laughs> and and the cover artists were, you know, in Bulgaria, so they weren't going to sign it. Oh. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about what 
penance is then, you know, the, let's renew the interest in it. And I'll bring up the uh, webpage, which, by the way, folks, uh, the link is right below the video. Let me get that out of the way now instead of at the end. Uh, you can click on other realm studios dot, other realm studio single. You only have one uh, dot com and yeah. check out the books and make, you know, put your orders in uh, for yourself. Uh, it'll open in a new window. You can still listen to Paula tell you all about it. Okay, so right now, the uh, the previous edition of the book is available now, and my release date for the new edition is uh, April 14th. So that'll go live on Amazon, and I will also remember to get into my website and update it. Um, and update it there as well. So the ones I'll be selling on my site are going to be the leftovers of the first print run for the Kickstarter that I had run. Sure. So, uh, leftover stock. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then um, then after that, I'm going to redo the formatting yet again. And this time, uh -oh. this time I will get it right. I will get those chapter headings all on the correct page. So you're going to you're going to release it in April and then format it? I am hoping to reformat it before April, but okay. you know, it's, yeah, that's... it's pretty much, it ought to just be check, making sure that box stays checked this time. That's, that's painful because, um, I, you know, the first anthology we, well, the second anthology we did, uh, the one where I said I had the print overruns on the edges. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got the book back and I like flipped through it real, you know, casually but i was like yes margins top and bottom page numbers yes. uh, and and we have you know top of every page author's name story title and it was an anthology you change stories you change author change story and i'm reading through it and i'm like everybody's getting their books i've shipped them out and i got all the two-thirds of the way through the book and apparently a, a section a section break broke oh and it looked, it read fine, but if you looked at the top of the page, uh, it listed the, it listed one story and one author across three stories before it got fixed again. And I threw that book across my basement so mad. <laughs> like, and, 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 like, I mean, and I fixed it again. It's like gremlins get a hold of it between yeah. when you, when you get it finished and you send it off, there are gremlins involved in there somewhere. Yeah. And you've got to pay to submit a new copy of it yes. for them to put it. So yeah. So you I'm, you know, change it on the fly. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm really waiting on is to finish this commission, get paid. Oh man. So, so, so will you have a new cover? Um, I, I mean, it's going to be the same cover. See, okay. You can see on my website here that this primarily blue cover is the original one that had been commissioned for me from silver empire press and i really love it but i wanted to do something new and i didn't want to release the exact same book again so for the re-release it's an illustrated edition i did the cover art and all the interior art myself and there's also a new epilogue at, at the end okay so it's 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 new content yeah. Uh, even if you do have the uh, previous book, then you you know you want to get the updated version to. So so the new epilogue that's going to lead into uh, another chapter of Penance at some point. Um, it's a little bit more character development for my uh, for my male lead, my second uh, main character. So at the end of the original Penance, she has some diary entries that are very typical teenage teenager diary entries, but it kind of gives a little bit of insight into her past and what she thinks about her present and where she's going with her future. You know, just looking forward to life, which is something that she hadn't really had a lot of um, before. Well, she, she's got an unfortunate name. I mean, <laughs> yes. Um, so like the, going through the life with the name Jezebel or something. It's just a, yeah, yeah. So she's she's very grateful that um, Kale has decided that her name is Pen, and just doesn't bother the rest of with the 
rest of it. So, but, so what's I the mean, elevator Penance pitch on that? Better than her previous nickname. Uh oh, which was <laughs> Pretty Penny, and she was a petty thief. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she she got squicked out by that one as a child. That's not even in the book. It's just part of the backstory. The lore. Yeah. So uh, she's she's uh, happy to just be penance, and she's happier to just be pen. Well, so what's the elevator pitch on this? Because it looks um, look it, it definitely looks sci-fi. Um, it looks uh, like some sort of a portal portal story, uh, given yes. the new artwork that you've got in place there. Yeah, I do love portal stories. Oh, yeah. So, From Alice uh, and Narnia all the way through to uh, The Divide and some of the newer ones. Yes. So, Penance Copper is a super-powered teenage girl who's been living on the streets, exploited by her boss, and, you know, Generally, she's hired out to pick electronic locks and um, create explosions and diversions. And Fun. Yeah. And so she has these electromagnetic sort of powers that she doesn't really understand, but she has a good enough grasp to cause all kinds of destruction. And she occasionally has panic attacks, which explode everything electronic in her vicinity. And uh, so one day her boss comes up and tells her that, okay, this big job that he's been telling her to get ready for, she's going to kill somebody now. And it's oh. going to be, it's going to be a prime, one of the superheroes of this universe. And she gets about halfway through this and decides she can't do it anymore. So she's already beaten the guy, but she doesn't want to kill him. She just thinks that it just it just occurs to her that if she does this, she's going to be stuck in this life forever. Yep, no she doesn't back. want that. So she's going to join up with the good guys. She needs to get on their good side. She needs yes. to do something worthy. And oh, no. <laughs> you, you can't just tell the guy, save me. I'm not supposed to. You know, I don't want to do this. I'm being made to. Can you help? <laughs> that would be too easy. Um. Yeah, so she's she panics a little bit, stashes the guy, um, takes his stuff so that um, the way that they had been tracking it, that uh, the bad guys who her father's been or who her boss has been hired by, don't don't mind me, I didn't say anything. Um, so she tries to make sure he can stay hidden long enough to survive. And then she tries to mislead the bad guys. But in the middle of it, since she has a cell phone now, she gets a call that there's going to be an alien invasion at the stadium. It's it's the day of the big game. And that's, um, that's an issue. Because this hero that she's been picked to go after is the only one who can deal with the sort of force field that the aliens are putting over the stadium. So the aliens have taken this entire stadium of people hostage, and she's the only one who can get in. And, well, that's just the beginning of it. Because so she there's, can get tech. Yeah. So it's like no matter what she does, she keeps jumping in. A hotter and hotter fire. You, you know, I just read a story about a real life person who's, um, you know, every, every every human being has an electrical current running through them. Um, hers was off uh, by a few millicycles or amped up or whatever, and she was constantly shorting out laptops. Yeah, uh, and stuff like that. So this is, you know, not that far off from a from a real superpower. Yeah. So. Originally, like, oh, goodness, more than, I think, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, I had read several stories of people like that, and that was the inspiration for the beginning of Penn. 
So I noticed so. on the, uh, yeah, well, it's, are, are, are there going to be more stories of Penn now? Yes. So I have two more books planned in the series. Um, this first one deals with her meeting Kale, who's uh, the alien soldier who had the audacity to come and take a bunch of people hostage on her planet. And the second one is a bit more, a bit more centered on Kale, but it also deals with superheroes in, you know, on Earth in this world, and the way. Um, hmm, how do I put this so it's not too spoilery? <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's like public relations issues between superheroes, vigilantes, um, and the people who style themselves as supervillains. And also there's aliens coming in the mix, and we are not certain if we are ready to make the aliens public or not. So Penn, who is a very blunt person and very honest despite her upbringing, has to deal with that. And Kale has to go back to where he came from and deal with a bunch of things that his personality is not really equipped to deal with either. So I'm throwing them both in completely different fires than they started off in. Okay. I, I noticed on the page here you've also got um, copies of Soulbound. We haven't talked about that. That's your, uh, that's your comic book series. Or is oh, it a yeah. series or a graphic novel? It's a series. Eventually, okay. it will be a graphic novel, but I can only afford to get a little bit done at a time. Yeah, yep, I understand. Um, this is this is number two. Is um, where, where can people get number one? Where can they get a uh, print um, copy? It's, it's on the. I, I can't scroll on your image, can I? No, it doesn't work. Oops. If I scroll okay, down, okay. So right I now, all more. you've got is the latest, and then that's that's the blog entries. Okay. The update for my website um, did not play nicely with the images for the blog. Um, so Soulbound issue number one, um, let's see, if you scroll up a little bit, store, wait, oh. okay, stories, stories are, okay, stories, comics, there you go. There we go. I recognize that cover now. All right. So Soulbound one is about... Uh, Becca Albright, who has enough problems of her own. Her dad's just died. She's grieving. And this has made her susceptible to a curse that pulls her into another world. And so that Soulbound 1, Adrift, and then in Soulbound 2, Escape, we get to see where she's ended up, which is a rather terrifying place. But at least she finds an ally. And uh, again, you're you're working on this one more slowly to get you know as as you can. Uh, same artist uh, for the third one. Yes, I have the same artist, Mia Pierce, for the third one. She's done all the line work so far, um, and I have the third one or the, all the line art for it, and I'm working on the colors. This one is Oaths. And. Um, are you going to crowdfund that or? Um, yes. As soon as I right? get the colors done, I'll have to. But along with all the other stuff that happened, um, the person I was going through to print these is no longer offering printing services. Oh, well. Yeah. Know, so I, know, I was I printing them on stuff. newsprint, which kept the price down. And I was really happy. It were kind of retro on the inside it kind of necessitated a um not a flat coloring technique but a very crisp coloring technique and now yeah. i'm gonna have to print them elsewhere on glossy and i'm gonna want to probably redo a lot of at least the shading um comics wellspring's a, a good place uh, i get you know a lot of stuff from them that's yeah i've been looking uh, into them and and, and and uh, the reason I bring them up is because not just not just the printing, but their shipping. Uh, when when I get a case of books from them, they're packed tight. They are wrapped in cellophane. They're a brick. Uh, I get books from some places where it's like, 
they put them in, in there in stacks of 10 wrapped by a rubber band, like they were magazines to go to the newsstand. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I've, I get, I get, we've been getting a lot of groceries delivered and there are some things we just don't order anymore because yeah. it's like they, or they set everything in nicely, like they're bagging groceries and then they throw some paper on top and they expect everything to stay in place. Yes. And everywhere yes. that ships does this. Well, we'll, we'll put these glass jars in here and we'll cushion it with these loaves of bread. Uh, that will. Uh, you know. <laughs> with the chips. With the chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the chips are poopy. Oh, I used to work for a uh, corporate um, grocery store office and there was a computer system they were looking at for uh, warehousing. And the goal of the computer system was to say, hey, whatever we're getting the most of, the fastest uh, that we that we need to do, let, let's store that in the place where we can get to it the quickest, which would be the lower racks. And then, you know, they'd say, okay, the stuff a little bit less, we put a little higher. The stuff we hardly ever get, we'll put it up on the high rack. That way we don't have to get to the high rack, but when we absolutely have to, not like every single day. But it wasn't taking into a... Of a lot of ways where this is going wrong. Yeah, well, one was that, you know, the cans of tomato sauce were sitting on the potato chips. Uh, <laughs> it just it did not work uh, in practice the way it did on the screen. The screen looked nice. Said, oh, yeah, we can fill these orders like in half the time. We're going to throw away 90% of our stuff, too. But <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Gear in the chat. Welcome, man. Glad to see you out there. Appreciate you popping in here. Uh, we are talking with Paula about uh, penance and about a little bit about Soulbound right now. She's doing some comics as well as uh, reproducing her uh, her prose novel, which, you, which you've illustrated now. You're doing your own illustrations in that. Oh, yes. So I did send y'all some. I you, did send you did? y'all some of the other pictures. Um, so the illustrations in the book, um, I did not want to take too many chances. And I made... Um, yeah, because I wasn't familiar with how the formatting would look in print. So I yeah. did I did make them a little bit they're more like business card sized in the print version. Um but they're black and white, um digitally painted. Um and I tried to I tried to pick uh, scenes and images that would be, um, well, that, that seemed really striking to me when I was writing the book. And also it's a little bit of practice for when I get the graphic novel done as well. Yes. Uh, now are you going to, are you ever going to do your own artwork for a graphic novel or? Uh, yes. In fact, that's what I'm looking at right now for Soulbound as well, because, um, my fantastic and amazing artist um, has expanded her family a bit. Ah. So she's, she's out of the long-term commission business and it's either find another line artist or pick it up myself. Yep. And, you know, she was, she is a, not only an amazing artist, but, she is like a unicorn in the artist world. She always communicated. It was amazing. Yeah, that's very important. So I don't understand where I'm supposed to find another artist like Nia. I mean, the only person I know who is not going to ghost me is me. Yeah. I got to wake up to myself every morning. I cannot I got, escape. <laughs> I got very lucky with mine. I, uh, only had to have eight pages done, though, because it was an anthology story. And uh, by golly, he kicked all eight pages out in about a three and a half week span. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And, and just like, you know, sent me one pencil page. This good? Yep. Okay, I'll link it. Here's your money. Next pencil page. This good? Yep. Okay, I'll link it. Here's your money. Um, oh, that's awesome. We just, we just did it until they were done. Yeah, if you need a guy, I can I can hook you up. He's uh, looking for work. Um, I'll, send you, I'll send you his sample pencils so you can see what that's they look nice. like. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to keep um, Mia's art style so I don't have to redo the whole first three books in order for, um, oh, yeah, in order for there to be some continuity. But you know, you, know you do what you have to. Somebody else was telling me about that, you know, and how they had to go back and redo like the first 10 pages of something 
Uh, oh, it was, it was, they, they didn't redo the first 10 pages. They switched from comic and straight into prose. Uh, Michael Tierney's Wild Stars, because uh, his artist ghosted him after 10 pages. Um, and he had, you know, done done this as a graphic novel series up to a point. Uh, but what he did was it was it was on the end of a scene, and he just said, end of transmission. And then the pro story said, okay, you've just seen the tapes of what happened at, you know, such and such place. Oh, clever. Uh, in the courtroom. Yeah, it was a good transition for it. Yeah, uh, it really but, is. But at the same time, I've seen plenty of comics, uh, especially in the 90s, where you, you open up that splash page on two, page two and three, and it says, illustrated by this guy on page five through nine and this guy on page 10 through 16 <laughs> like oh um so you know, the big guys don't really yeah uh, get hung up on switching artists in the middle of the story let alone yeah. between issues yeah and oh yeah and i don't want to imply that uh mia get, ever ghosted me it's just previous previous artists i've worked with they've yeah. been a little difficult to get a hold of it's a habit in the industry um yeah. And also, I, I do understand it because it can be really difficult to, like, continue with art. I mean, it's hard to get into the flow state sometimes and knock it out. And you still have to, you still have to be the adult and do it. But sometimes, but your results can vary so widely depending on how good of a state you're in. So you get, see, it is possible for artists to get hung up on um, how they feel. And they can feel blocked and they can power through it. And even if, even if you power through it, you're, and even if it looks fantastic, you're not going to be able to look at it objectively and realize that, yes, you did succeed in doing it. You know, you lose objectivity is what I'm saying. Sure. Now, look, looking at the uh, the otherrealmstudio.com, that's the uh, blog where you keep the books, uh, links to your books and your comics. You had another website. Um, I uh, yes, remember yes. the name, and I don't know what happened. Yes, and I still do have it. It's indigen.xyz. However... Um, it was built on a WordPress framework, which isn't ideal for what I was trying to do. And I, I had hired somebody and that's what he knew how to build. So I'm like, okay, well, they say it's user-friendly. Maybe I will get used to it someday and I'll be able to do my own updates. And then WordPress updated and it broke some of the stuff in the site. And... I can't fix it, and yeah. I can't find I, the guy. I know how you feel. I've, I've got a Drupal site, and it's got, like, you know, a couple of glitches on the front page, but they're not broken. They just look a little weird in places. Yeah. And I'm like, Drupal is so fragile that I'm, like, running two versions behind, and I'm like, I'm not touching it. <laughs> I don't want to update it. I don't know what will break. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little scared to do any more updates, but WordPress will just update the thing automatically. And my modules and stuff... Um, it, so I also got a jetpack with the site to let me know when it goes down, which oh, is all okay. it ever does. It goes down <laughs> a lot and it's not, there's not that much happening with it to make it go down so much. So I'm going to, I'm going to start it again from the ground up. As soon as I find somebody who can build it on some other kind of platform, my goodness. But I was looking at Drupal, so maybe I should I mean, not. Drupal's not bad, but it's a I I dorked with the skin too much. Uh, I had a lovely little you know, hey, we got nine categories here of different kind of content. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm gonna have 21 different kinds of content, and I couldn't. I, I tried to change the front page to you know grow, and it didn't want to. Uh, so, ah. <laughs> so we've got we've got some funkiness. Yeah, um, I told you no. Yeah, it, 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 it told me I'll try, uh, but I'm not making any promises. <laughs> so if, you, if you're a Drupal programmer out there, uh, boys and girls, um, hit me up uh, at Critical Blast on Twitter and let me know what you can do with uh, CSS codes. Um, use a little bit of tweaking here and there. Uh, yeah, plus, so, you know, 
Somebody yeah, my son's my son is almost college age. We're about to get him graduated from high school, and I'm like, "Hey, do you want to learn yeah. web programming?" Yeah, everybody's doing it. Come on, <laughs> wouldn't you just love to do that? There's a, I mean, I know like a bunch of people <laughs> who would love to have somebody else fix their website. You could go into business for yourself. Yeah. I, 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 there was a cartoon I saw once. It was um, it, it, it was um, man, man out of work, and it was just like this homeless guy in a, like a t-shirt. Um, and then it said, "Man with job." It's the same guy. He's all shaved, cleaned up, wearing you know a nice suit and carrying his briefcase. And then they flipped it and they're like, "Web developer out of work." And he's the one who's all cleaned up, carrying his briefcase and wearing the suit because he's going on interviews. And then web developer who's employed was the guy with the beard and the grubby T-shirt because that's they work from home. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That'd be good. I Just keep it at home and um, having work for, work for your website. Of course, now you realize you got to pay him. Yeah. But I like him. I'm happy to pay him. <laughs> he's cool. I, I've known him all his life. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's since day one, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let him do what he do what he feels fulfilled, or at least um, decent at doing, so that he can feel feel fulfilled in other things. Yeah, I you told know, my whatever boy, he's got an aptitude for. I told my son, stay away from computers. Get into something like plumbing or HVAC. Oh yeah, Always we pointed. While we were looking at the college stuff, I pointed out the HVAC and I said, you know what? This is the secret club that lets you get the coolant so you can fix your own HVAC. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he reads uh, incessantly and, um, and, and nonfiction stuff. It's always been his thing. He was like, oh, you wow. know, eight years old uh, at Half Price Books. He'd go up to the, to the counter on his own, say, excuse me, ma'am. He's very polite, um, <laughs> like a little businessman. He's like, you know, I'm looking for the books on weather. And they walking back to the children's book with, you know, like the 20 page. Uh -huh. He's like, no, I'm talking about the real books. <laughs> so, so he's buying these college level books on meteorology. And then he went back and he's like, do you have anything on HVAC systems? I'm like, you want what? <laughs> and, and he's reading the HVAC system manuals. And, and we actually had a, a furnace repair guy come into the house because it was like time for an annual inspection. And he's like, I want to go watch. And uh, he's he's asking the guys like so 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 you're gonna get up into the plenum there? I'm like, what's a plenum? And the guy's like, yeah, what's a plenum? <laughs> he's like, you know what the plenum is? It's that thing on top of the furnace where the. So mm -hmm. <sighs> he was telling the guy how to do his job. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know that's when they're eight and you know they want to do everything. Now that he's sixteen, or, or fifteen, going on sixteen. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't want to do anything right now. <laughs> he just wants to play video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine too. But in his defense, you know, he's really, really good. Yeah, yeah he, he does and, uh, all these, uh, he does a lot of strategy games. So I'm like, well, if you want to do game development, there's that too. Well, and no, also no. there's like cybersecurity, which kind of, you know, reading the course description, I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds like what he does for fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, if you're, if you're playing strategy games and flight simulators, you know, the Army's looking for a few good drone pilots. Um, yeah. Always. In fact, it's why the games exist, if we're being honest. It's, it's a recruitment tool. Um, that, that's, that's a conspiracy theory, folks. You, you should take it with a grain of salt. YouTube, yeah. I don't mean that. It's only a theory uh, until it's proven. Yeah. It's, 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 it's only tomorrow's headlines tomorrow. Yeah, we, we will just keep today in today. Yeah. All right. Paula, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and uh, letting folks know about Penance and how it's going to be produced in the future here. And, uh, you know, we look forward to, uh, you know, the next comic as well. Uh, so let us, let, let us, um, yeah, can't get the words out of my mouth. Let us know when it's out there. We'd love to have you on uh, when you're going to be kicking it off so that we can have Soulbound on the show. And um, if you're going to go Kickstarter, Indiegogo, maybe fundmycomic.com, uh, plugging, the, plugging the website in there. Uh, whatever way you go, we'll be happy to have you on here and show it off, folks. 
Great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Um, Always yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, been a little stressed and a little bit tense about, you know, talking to people, but this has been really awesome. It's great talking to you again. We'll get um, back in the swing of it and come back on. Yes. Thank you so much. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much for being here tonight. We don't have a show without you. Uh, we're just a podcast falling in the woods otherwise. And of course, while you were here, as always, we just hope you had a blast. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.